Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Green Suitors Podcast. Making her podcast debut, Bella, the Australian cattle dog. If you're listening to this, I'm not making any sense, but I'm holding my dog in my lap. So if you wanted to see a cuteness overload, watch the video. <laughs> that is a cute doggy. Is Bella that is a new dog? First, no. Bella is actually the first dog to uh, operate a track saw. No so, kidding. You know, you've, you've seen those videos of like squirrels that like jet ski or, or ride skis and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, she she knows how to operate a TS seventy five. Oh, nice, solid. Uh, I have a gerbil that does a domino. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Forty seven, I believe. Wow. Right? Yeah, I think so. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty seven. Wow. Is it 46? No, it should be 47. Holy cow. We're almost at 50, guys. Guess what that means? Nothing. <laughs> it means we're at we 50. Have, yeah. We have nothing planned for 50. Not yeah. a zip, zero. Well. Except that's we when have, we're going to tell everybody we're done. But do we have a giveaway? <laughs> we do have a giveaway this month. This is yes, the last giveaway, ladies and gentlemen, of July. As you're listening to this. So if you want to get on this giveaway, Jason, where do they need to go? Tell them what it is. Uh, it's the Sedgley from Leather by Dragonfly. Oh. So you're going to get a big box that's delivered to your house. It's going to have holes in it. And it's going to be Sedge. Now, mm-hmm. this time we, we've learned from, from past mistakes. This time we're going to put some, some uh, cedar chips in the bottom of it, kind of like a hamster cage. Um, We've got some food pellets in there for them. <laughs> a couple of newspapers in case things get a little messy. Uh, we've got one of those little water, um, hamster, you know, water dispensers for him and to some wingies and beer to gnaw mm-hmm. at in case he gets hungry. Yeah. So, thanks to everyone for their feedback. And this time, Sedgley will actually come to your house healthy. No rabies anymore. We got his shots updated. So I just picture you watch Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. I just picture when uh, Lord, who is it? Lord uh, Tyrion, Tyrion, Tyrion Lannister. Uh, when he like, they thought yeah, that he killed was, his dad and he's like in that crate, like you yeah. know, going across the sea and gets out and he looks like a total hobo. That's what I picture Sedge after a trip. Jeez, thanks. <laughs> well, no. So we, we really worked on, on our QA measures. And so that's why when Sedge shows up to your house, he's going to be clean shaven. He's going to be, you know, his shots are up to date, all that stuff. So whatever you need to have done in your shop, Sedgley's there to help. Nice. Oh my God. What a nice. great giveaway, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably send it back. <laughs> but if you want to enter that chance, go to www.greenseriespodcast.com. Uh, the lining page is the giveaway tab. So enter in your information and um, yeah, I hope you win trying to get some stuff lined up for uh, next month's giveaway now switch it up get somebody uh i mean i'm sure i have a feeling leather by dragonfly is gonna contribute to it again but um i want to bring somebody else on that we haven't had on yet so we shall uh, see did you see all the magnets that they purchased for the sedgley's for um yeah uh, 800 or something yeah it was crazy 800 of them they 
spent a small fortune on the magnets. I couldn't believe it. But they're yeah. gearing up for the holidays. There's two per, right? Yep. Two magnets yeah. per sizing. Yeah. And boy, it's uh boy, they're uh, moving quite a few of them, it sounds like. Yeah. Dude, it is it is a really well made oh yeah piece of kit. Like it is like I I honestly think that that thing will go to my grandkids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, Michelle uh, does a really good job. Oh, she's the best. <laughs> well, what, what's funny is like Patrick sent me a message. He's like, "Hey, the sedge is coming," but it just he like kept sending me mouse pads, and like I would call him like, "Hey, this is a mouse pad," and he would just start laughing on the phone and then hang up. <laughs> but eventually, I mean, eventually they sent me the sedge. Yeah. <laughs> It's nice. We got our uh, Patrick insults out early this episode. Yeah, <laughs> we got a we got a we got a quoted him to hit. You know, you know. I've started to realize that though. There's like certain things. You know, every podcast has like bits that they do. Ours being get bent or, uh, and then Hans with your ads, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. pick on which are hilarious by the way, and pick on Patrick. Like every episode, we have to. Oh yeah, talk crap about Patrick. Mouse pads mm-hmm. by Patrick. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yay giveaway. All right, let's let's move on here. I, I'm excited about tonight's topic. So let's. Uh, Sedge, what have you been up to? Ooh, um, I am exhausted right now. I just spent the last two days at work training for the first time a new sales manager for our Southeast division, and I had forgotten how much work it is, but how much fun it is. And uh, boy, we spent two eight-hour days training on tools, and I was in heaven. So I'm exhausted. But um, other than that, at my home shop, I've been. Uh, we had a company over for the last ten days, staying at the house. We had about five dogs here. We have three, and they brought oh, their two. Right. And it was one big uh, golden doodle rug. It was kind of fun. But while I was, uh, what <laughs> it's just funny, you guys as woodworkers all probably know this. Uh, it gets out amongst the family that you're a woodworker and you can fix anything. <laughs> right. So my brother-in-law uh, showed me this little like bracket leg. Okay. And it had a, uh, a quarter 20 screw in it. And he said, I need three of these. I'm like, Oh, where'd you get this? And he goes, um, what is it? Wayfarer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And I go, what happened? He goes, it uh, all broke apart. <laughs> I go, Really? But here's the thing. It was a great exercise. And um, I, I, um, I pretty much milled them. They were really small, three-quarter, but they had two precise holes that you had to have on the side because that's where the eight-millimeter dowels went in. And he just handed me one of them, and I had to, make, I had to replicate three. And uh, it's tough sometimes because it has to be precise because he has the apron skirt there. It goes on the bottom of a dresser. It's the chest on uh, legs. And uh, it was kind of funny because it was fun. Um, I had to drill from the top also for that quarter 20 thread. And uh, I did it in an hour. It was fun. I just said, okay, hey, I got I got an hour here. Let me get started on this. You know how you get caught up in something? Mm-hmm. And I had to figure out how to do that precise alignment. So with my uh, calipers and just all the little measurements I had to do and scribes. It was a really cool one hour woodworking project that I knocked out. And when you do something like that, it's kind of like 
satisfying. They think, they think it's yeah, it's satisfying, but they think that it's going to take you a week and you can knock it on out. You know what it was? Yeah. I had all the proper tooling and tools to do it. Yeah. Now I will say something. I always go back to this. I could not have done it without my drill press. It, because I had to have those precise holes exact at 90 degrees. And I'll tell you what, I'll call it out right now. That new um, drill press table that I have from Woodpeckers is bad to the bone. I really like it. It's, uh, it's really, it, it, it really um, uh, progressed the operation quickly because of those stops. Mm-hmm. and you know, the fence on it i really liked it so i just wanted to point that out that's what i've been working on but it was kind of funny they were like i showed up and i go will these work and he kind of just went i thought that's gonna take you about a week <laughs> and he just i just went boom you should have said yeah. yeah if you were paying me by the day it would have yeah <laughs> but you guys get thrown stuff i imagine and everybody listening you get thrown stuff by family and it's like you gotta do it because you know you you know it's your family but it's just fun. I, I, I get a kick out of it. Yeah, little bibs and bobs. and You betcha. Hey, Ben, I just want to – and I have been up to something else too. Um, I know you posted uh, three more um, uh, motorcycle videos, EV motorcycle videos. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I watched one this morning. <laughs> Freaking dude, I love those things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just love them. I was going to – I got home a little late. I was going to watch the other two. Uh, but you do a great job on that. Well, thanks, buddy. Yeah, You're I love them. Making cool. Sedge want to get a motorcycle and tour across the country. <laughs> Not at all. That's what I love about that video. <laughs> I'd rather eat a can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I get, you know what? That That is just because you get stranded, right? And the journey mm-hmm. that you went through. I think everybody considering something like this has to see this. I mean, your GPS was wrong. Oh man. Was it wrong? Jeez. And it was like, but that's the situations that people don't realize that you'll encounter in the beginning. Well, but when I start adding well, more charging stations, it's going to change. Well, but but the, well, the thing is though, is that could have happened to someone in a gas vehicle. Yep. You know, GPS tells you that the gas station's in one place and it really isn't. Like, that could have happened to anybody, not just yep. because I'm on an electric motorcycle, you know? Yep. But it was a great, that, that episode was great. I just wanted to call that out. So, Ben, what have you been up to? Uh, we had a really awesome weekend. Jennifer uh, surprised all of her bridesmaids on Friday with like a, we, we called it a reverse surprise. So, I told all of her bridesmaids separately that I was throwing Jennifer like a little surprise dinner because our engagement party was on Saturday. I was like, Hey, you know, I just want to throw Jen a really small uh, dinner before, you know, all these people come into town and stuff. And, um, and Jen and I had been planning it for months to surprise. I'm like, that's how she was going to ask these particular friends to be her bridesmaids. And so I was the, uh, the MC, so to say, while Jen was like back where the table was getting everything set up and, um, that was a lot of fun. They were all surprised. They had no idea what we were up to. And then on Saturday, um, we had the engagement party with her family and friends. Um, my mom and then some cousins came in and, um, it was a lot of fun. Um, and that's been pretty much it. 
yeah, just, just trying to get things knocked out with this wedding. Um, most things are already locked in. There's a couple loose ends that we're trying to tie up, but it, having the engagement party, it was kind of like a mark of like when things were finally going to slow down for a little bit. And so like after that party, it's like, oh, okay, now everything's kind of calmed down. That's out of the way. Um, yeah, just pretty much wedding stuff, engagement party stuff. You pick your wedding uh, dress yet? I did. It's uh, infantry blue, naturally. You know, it, as it should be, all dress colors should be that color. So, I mean, it's you the only time you'll ever get an opportunity to wear a real color like that. <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh, I finally got out in the shop um, to actually do something. I'm making a couple of uh, said, you know, on the side. I have my TV in the living room. We have all that wall space to the right yeah. and left. So right yeah. now we're going to put uh, two shelves on each side, some white oak shelves uh, with just some simple metal, black metal brackets. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to put those there for now just to add a little bit of color and a little bit something on the wall. Um, eventually that'll be different. Um, but that's been fun. Uh, I got to finally use like my dust collector and test that out. Um, I feel like it's performing better uh, than it did in the previous shop. And again, I have no idea what that is causing or what, what's causing that. Um, but I do feel like it's, it's definitely stronger and doing a better job. Um, it's usually erectile dysfunction does that, right? Yeah. Mm. Which I definitely have. Um, <laughs> and, uh, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, don't, doesn't everybody when they hit like 35 or older, isn't that what's no. I mean, normal? I hadn't hit You're 35 about performance yet. and yeah. straight up and yeah, straight up. Not these days. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, um, I, I saw your uh, story on your uh, deck. Holy yeah! Crap. So that's the other thing. I, yeah, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. Do you have a prison cellmate that maybe you don't want around anymore? Would you like to stab them with the wood, aluminum, or metal shanks? Hey, Hans, we're going to have to stop you there. Uh, this is an ad for Bits and Bits uh, Tool Company. What? what? What do you mean I'm reading it wrong? This is what this means, a shank. You'll, you'll stab your, the prisoners with these. I've seen this on television. Oh, this is an advertisement for a woodworking company? And they are selling shanks for prisoners? Oh, I get it so wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you a woodworker that wants to stab someone with a shank? Oh, geez, Hans, just stick to the ad description. I'll take it from here. Bits and Bits is a proud sponsor of the Green Suiters podcast and a distributor of the nation's best router bits for your shop. They feature shank sizes from an eighth to a half inch and have a wide range of diameters of upcuts, downcuts, compression bits, and more. They sell bits for your wood, aluminum, metal, plastic, acrylic, and foam projects, just to name a few. Their bits are suitable for hand routers, router tables, and even CNCs. Each and every bit is slathered in Asher coating, which is a super secret sauce that prolongs the life of your bits, keeps them running cooler, and keeps the cutting edge razor sharp. Bits and bits this is also a proud Festool sponsor, and you know how much we dig Festool on this podcast. Head over to bitsandbits.com to find out more. If you want to save some cash, use our promo code HANS15 to save 15% at checkout. Or you can stop someone in Zamorsal. So we did accept the quote um, for the concrete. That'll happen. Well, we're hoping around mid September, but you know, that all depends on weather. Um, yeah. Jeez. So it'll be. They said it would likely be September. The contract says September, October timeframe. And that's, that was pretty much the same with every company. They were all uh, saying it, you know, it's, it's going to be in the fall for sure. 
Um, and there's a couple things contributing to that one. It's the time of year. Everybody wants to get that stuff. But two, there's so many new industrial parks going up around here that mm. concrete for residential stuff keeps getting put on hold with some companies because they can jump, you know, or drop a hundred loads of concrete in a day at one of those sites or, you know, the 800 cubic feet or whatever that I need for my shop. Right. Mm -hmm. Or for my patio. Um, so obviously the, the company is going to take the, the more lucrative option, but, um, this company says that that's not really an issue with them. So that's good. But in the meantime, I wanted to replace, uh, there was two deck boards I knew I needed to replace. Well, as I was replacing those two, I realized that there was two other areas that needed to be replaced as well, right next to it. So I went ahead and just cut out, uh, I only cut out a five foot section um, because that's really all I needed. Everything else was still totally fine. But when I, man, when I removed those said, you saw it. Oh, when I removed rot. those boards, completely rotted, completely yeah. rotted. Um, I couldn't screw screws into it. Um, it's rotted about halfway down. And then the funny part is, is that five foot section in that area, that's what it was like. And that's where all the soft boards were. So I don't know if it was just a low spot in the deck, if <clears throat> it is a circulation problem, what it is. But one of the things that I can, I know is a problem is that they didn't use any of the seal tape on the tops of the, the joists. Mm -hmm. So it was, again, Ben, you talked about this. It was just straight wood to wood contact with pressure treated yeah, lumber. It just, it traps moisture in. And it is, I mean, I'm talking like I could take it and just crack it with my hands, break it in half. Yeah. Um, but once I got past that five feet, it was all super solid. Um, and then, you know, there's already boards that were replaced. So I did that. That didn't take too long. Um, I kind of just used what I had. I had extra two by eight laying around. So I, I sistered that to the existing joist. So I had something to screw the po or the boards down into it worked great. Um, super solid now, not worried about it at all, but just a temporary fix. Um, until all of that stuff gets gutted, but I'm very interested to see what it's going to look like under there as they're ripping it all out. So other than that, that's what I've been up to. I haven't really been like, I feel like I've been doing more, but I'm like done with the shop stuff now, you know? So it's like, just, I don't, just I'm not overthinking. A lot. Yeah. I'm not over what? Just playing with your deck a lot. Yeah. I just, I play with my deck a lot, like a whole bunch <sighs> And you got a um, big deck. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. It is pretty big. But it's all, it's, it's rotted though. It's a rotted deck. So, yeah. uh, I mean, underneath, I was, I was crazy when I was younger. You know what I mean? <laughs> crazy. I was stationed overseas a couple of times. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, all right. Let's get into tonight's topic, right? So, I'm what you might call a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be. Um, <laughs> I'm excited about tonight's topic and, and I've actually considered talking about something like this before, but I will just openly state right now that I am absolutely 100% ripping off a topic that the guys over at Wood Talk just talked about. And that is, should people trust tool reviews on YouTube or social media from influencers? And I would highly encourage anybody to go back and listen to that episode. I want to say it was the last episode and it's actually titled, should we trust tool reviews or something like that? Well, like, as you're listening to this, I'm sure that there's probably one or two episodes in front of it, yeah. but yeah, it does say something like about influencers and tool reviews in the, yeah. in the show title. It's just Mark, 
Mark is the one that brought this up and, and he brings up a lot of valid points and Shannon brings up a lot of valid points. And, and, you know, Matt kind of talks about his perspective on doing that stuff. And they all had, you know, there's things that I definitely agreed with things that I disagree with and also things that I have kind of evolved as well. Right. Cause they talk about all those things. So what I want to do tonight is I want us to talk about that same thing. Um, and I was going to like write out specific talking points, but I really don't think we're going to need it for this because I think the conversation is going to steer itself. Um, so I think to start, all I would say is, you know, quick answer, um, very general question, you know, do you, or should you trust tool reviews that you watch on YouTube? You know, for the most part, some, maybe, maybe not many others. Are there certain types? I mean, these are all things that we can talk about. Are there types that you uh, watch that you find you believe more than others? Is there a reason why you like one person's over another person's? Um, one of the things that they discussed, and I think this is a good talking point is, do you think it's possible to do a no holds barred, 100% honest review of a tool that was not only given to you, but also you were paid to do that video. So what are your thoughts? Ben, you, you go first. What, what, what is your overall thoughts and opinion on tool reviews that you watch? Because I know you've watched them, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, that it's a really hard one to answer because at, at the end of the day, it's it, – I. I you know, as you were talking, my initial kind of thought was like, well, you would trust your friend's remarks on the tools that they have. But I, I think that when you're talking to a human, it everything that comes out of our mouth is going to be biased. Everything. There's no such thing as, a, as an objective review of something. Um, and, and I agree with the points that were brought up in uh, in their podcast, which were you know, you're either biased because a company, you have a relationship with a company, they, they, they were, there's some, there was some exchange in value, uh, between you and that company. Um, maybe you've, you've been friends with, you know, people that are there for however long. Um, and then the other side of the spectrum is like, if you purchase this tool yourself for the most part, um, you may be a little bit more inclined to justify the reason for purchasing it because you spent your money, especially if it's a really expensive right. one. Right. You know, um, I, I think that as, as content creators um, or people that are on social media that make content for a community, um, it is our job. Uh, and and I, I say that in quotations, you know, it is our responsibility to, develop a relationship with the people that consume our content, right? It is, it is uh, imperative that you establish a level of mutual trust, right? You trust the things that I am saying to be truthful and um, uh, unaltered because of a relationship or a monetary exchange with another company. Um, and then in exchange of that opinion of that, you know, quote unquote unbiased opinion or true opinion, you give me your attention. Right. That's that is the exchange between me and the audience is I give you this information that you don't have or that you want or this perspective that you want that you don't have. 
you in return give me your time, right? And that helps my advertising, that helps my all that other stuff. So I, I think that for the most part, and, and this is kind of how I apply it, you know, I, I don't think any of you guys have ever done this where you you hear one person's opinion on something and then you go and buy a $2,000 tool. I don't think that any of us have ever done that. And I can't imagine any of us doing that. I think influencers, I think it's more dangerous when it comes to like kids in the younger segment where they are much more impulsive and, you know, not that they have thousand dollars to, to go buy stuff, but like they'll pull their parents ears because Mr. Beast has this chocolate bar now. So now I want it, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that most people when they're going to, to YouTube and Instagram, that they're looking for more comparative analysis from other people that have it. And they can look to people that create content because they're, they are, primed to look at things in an objective way they're they're primed to look at um a product whether it's a tool a material a service they're they're we're, we're primed to look at it from multiple perspectives based on who we know our audience to be and so that's or at least for me that's that's the 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 opinion that i come from it's not necessarily my own it is but i'm also considering you know a handful of people in my audience and what they do for a living, what they do for a hobby. And I'm trying to communicate the value that I see in it in a way that there will resonate with them, whether that's good or bad. And so, you know, my, my take is, is that I trust them until they prove me wrong, you know, because ultimately, you, you know, you, you could make reviews about all different kinds of things, but unless the audience knows that the inner workings of the deals as they happen, um, like you're really not going to know what happens. And obviously we have the FCC that helps regulate that kind of stuff so that you're not, um, you're not lying to your audience. You're not lying to your viewers. Um, you know, if, if there was money exchanged between you and this company that you have to advertise it, that this is a paid promotion. Like I was paid to say this. So that's like the signal to take what I'm saying with a big grain of salt, you know, um, I, I don't think it's possible for any person to give a completely bi- unbiased opinion of some of a product, you know, so you have to take that in a grain of salt and go back to my, my big point, which is you, you do comparative analysis. You, you don't look at just one person's thoughts. You look at a lot of people's thoughts. And so it's like, okay, if I aggregate what everyone's saying, you know, and hopefully you do it outside of a marketing campaign, you know, where they like kind of like flood, everybody floods all at once, you know, um, you, you kind of look at the bigger picture and say, okay, what is everyone saying? Do I have influencers saying this? Actual end users are saying this. What is everyone saying kind of collectively? That's where the truth kind of exists. Because if you, Jason, if you, if you, if you got paid by LG to promote this remote, right? And you're saying how it's the, the bee's knees, it's the greatest thing ever. And you're kind of like the only one that's saying that. And there's like a vast majority of other people, especially like end users that are having a terrible experience with this. Then I'm like, okay, well, maybe I can't trust Jason Vent anymore. I mean, I don't already, but you get what I'm saying. Right. I don't blame um, you. You know, I, I guess it's like a uh, trustworthy until proven otherwise. I mean, that's that's how you do interact with people already, you know? Okay. I, I, sh- I can only assume that people are telling me the truth when I'm talking to them. 
And until they give me a reason to no longer trust them, I'm going to trust them. Like that's a, it's a mutual thing. So I want to come back to that exact thing after Sedge talks, because that brings up another really valid point. And it has to do with um, trust and sponsorships. So don't let me forget that. Sedge, what do you think? Hmm. Um, okay, so there's two um, sides of this coin or this topic. Um, as I create content, okay, or what do I look for in other people's content or uh, reviews? So I'm gonna I'm gonna speak to that first, okay. Um, it sounds funny, but I like to be entertained when I okay when I watch a video, uh, and sometimes I watch some of these videos. This guy doesn't know his butt from a hole in the ground. But he's just daggone funny. So I, I look at it because I want to get that person. You shouldn't talk take. about Jason Hibbs like that. <laughs> no, but it, I want to get their take on it because it's just genuine. Follow me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I don't like unboxing videos. I, I've unboxed enough tools in my life. Okay. I, That's another thing I want to come back to. I like videos that, okay, and, and you're right. Everybody's got an opinion, right? A, or a bias on something, right? <clears throat> but... I look for somebody using a tool. I don't, I don't need to know the specifications. I don't need to know this. What I need to know is how they're using it in their application and if I can use it in the application I'm looking for. So I like to watch how they're using a tool, but I watch the operation of the tool, okay? But I kind of discount sometimes their perspective on it because they don't know what they're talking about. And that's okay because I'm entertained and I watch it. And I don't watch just one person. I watch several. It's kind of like when I look at a review on Amazon, which is a bunch of hoo-ha, because sometimes they're not even talking about the product on those five-star reviews. They just use all these things. I look at the ones and the twos because I want to know the negatives of that product. Yeah. Okay. You're you're being objective about it. I don't look at an influencer that has a boatload of subscribers. Not at all, because those aren't the people that it, it just sits in my head sometimes that I think, OK, how much money are they getting to the video? And of course, there's a bias there. I'm sorry. They don't want to ruin their relationship with the uh, company they're doing that with. Okay. Well, yeah, naturally. Okay. naturally. And, and, and I agree with that. OK, so that's a tough one. That really is. Now, there's also the reviews where they put a lot of things head to head. And that's kind of cool because you may be considering this, but there's another yeah, model out there by another brand. So I'll, I'll go to a, I'll go to a um, a website that I use sometimes when it comes to a power tool, and they they do all kinds of tools from lawn and garden tools and stuff like that. They do a ton of head to heads, but they make their own quantifying equipment. Have you ever seen Toolbox Buzz? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's a group of contractors. Uh, Rob Robliard, the Concord Capital, does a great job organizing all the all the knuckleheads, as I call them there. But they are a great group of guys, friends, and they test all these different tools and they go head to head. And it's like a review in a magazine, but they tell you the pros and cons of each one. They pick out the top value, the top one of this. But here's the cool thing. They make, I said it earlier, they make their own testing equipment. And that's kind of quirky, some of the stuff they come up with, but it's really intelligent. 
And um, here's what they did one on uh, cordless lawnmowers. They bought all of them. Some of them might, might've been given it to them, but they bought, they had all of them and they tested them head to head. It was great because then you can quantify it yourself by getting a few different opinions from the testers because they're testers is what they call themselves. So I, I look at that site. Um, I look at a variety of other things. I, I'm kind of blessed because I have a lot of friends who are influencers and I'll, I'll call them, I'll message them and I'll get their two cents offline. So that's good. Now I do have a different perspective on things because I do work for a power tool manufacturer and there's, that's not that I'm not going to talk too much about that because I sit in meetings sometimes where we look at people and you got to say, Hey, is this the right person for the brand? Because we want to make sure they're not just going out and going, yeah, 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 yeah. We want that person who is really genuine. Yeah, you because, want somebody that is going to represent the brand well. Yes. And it's not about, the, and, and nowadays, it's not about the, the audience that they have. It's about their authenticity and they're a professional contractor. So it's, it's important to us. And that's what we kind of look for. Um, but, you know, we also like some of those other, some other people out there to look at the tool and get their, you know, two cents on. Um, we just want them to use it and get get it so sometimes we'll throw out a video and say hey here's the basic one two threes of this tool so you get up to speed and using it correctly because sometimes the tools aren't as intuitive as or there might be a bell and whistle on there that they don't fully understand for an application so that's another side of the coin as well now i do have another perspective because now i have the sedge tool channel and um, i'm not sponsored but what I do do is I just did a video on ego power equipment, the multi-head system. Mm-hmm. I get nothing for free. I don't even, I have never contacted them. They've never contacted me. I did. A, it's not really a tool review. It's an application of all the different heads and how they go together. I like to talk about things and tell people about great stuff. I don't have a bias on it. I just want people to know this is well worth the money. And it's, it, it saves you a ton of money and space because you don't have to have 20 tools. You have one power head and it's a power takeoff and you have all the attachments for it. It's well worth the money. So I do a lot of stuff like that on the channel. I mean, that's one of the things that I did. I said, Hey, now listen, this is going to something completely different. I get no money for this, but I just want to talk about it because it works. Um, best, Bessie, uh, clamps, um, I started talking about Bessie clamps because uh, I love them. I've had them for 30 years. Now, do I have a relationship with them now? Yeah, because guess what? They saw that I love their clamps. So every once in a while, they send me a clamp to use. So, I'm, of course, I'm going to talk great about it, but I would, t- I would have t- talked and shown people it anyhow because they make great stuff. I'm not going to use something I do not believe in. Or I will not promote something I don't believe in. But do people believe me? I, it doesn't matter to me. Okay, but hopefully that came across okay. Yeah. Um, it- but but sometimes I, I've been in the industry a little while, and there's certain people I don't trust. And and Ben, I think you said it, and Jason, you even mentioned it. It's about trust. Who do you trust? Because I know some people that I will never trust again. 
because I know they're they they promote stuff just to because of the sponsorships. All right. Well, so let let me cut you off there. So this is why this didn't need any talking points because we could go so many ways. There's already been like 10 things said. I've been writing stuff down, topics to bring up. So I I think there's a couple of, here's my opinion. I am somebody who does this, right? I'm somebody who creates content and gives my opinions on tools and does make tool review videos. Um, Matter of fact, I really enjoy making tool review videos because I am in a position where I have a lot of cool tools that people want to know about and I want to share my opinions on them. doesn't mean they're sponsored. But I think the bigger question to ask is like, where does all of this judgment and uh, this disdain and this idea of people being untruthful stem from? Because one of the things they talked about in the podcast was, you know, I miss the good, the good old days of, of print, right? Well, yeah, back, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, here's, here's the thing about that. That's this just true, as man. crooked well, as... That's so So, crooked. It's ridiculous. I want to bring that up, right? Because somebody can write an article and you have all the bullet points and they're doing all this stuff. Great. When that was popular, when magazines were popular, social media wasn't. And social media marketing wasn't a thing, right? So do we just assume that everything that was ever written on paper was a non-biased opinion? No, absolutely not. How do you think those magazines got paid? advertising exactly right but no one talks about that but now that it's in the limelight and they see people that are more relatable because you're actually looking and you can communicate with somebody right when they put a paid partnership with this or sponsored that then it's like it's out in the open right so to me in my opinion i think that's where a lot of this stem from it's not that paid promotion was never going on it just wasn't publicly visible by everybody it was it was it was in a different medium the problem is still the same because the only the only thing that i can say there's probably one more filter that it comes with print in that most magazines or most publications you have an editor or you have a team of editors that are gonna they're, they're gonna look through this however however that's not to say that the editors don't didn't have an agenda. You look at any print publication now or any online blog or, or news site or, you know, anything, everything is subjective to our own biases. Everything is, you know, um, you know, as if, if someone's an editor, you know, in order for them to pay their employees, are, are they going to, if, if uh, a really one of their biggest advertisers, you know, sends them a crappy product and is like, Hey, look, if you guys want another annual ad takeout, make sure that this is a good review. What's he going to do? Because now it's not just about his audience. Now it's about his employees. Well, and then, you know, what's he, what's he going to do now? You know, you don't want so to hand that feeds you. Yeah. And so, well, there, anytime okay, so that, that is exactly you, related with, uh, with what's going on now as well, which we're going to get to that, but yeah, biting the hand there's, feeds you. There's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under this. This has been done well before social media. It'll continue after social media. This is hey not guys, a social media problem. This is a human problem. When, when people talk about print, I have several in-depth true stories that I have, and I cannot, I cannot share them about print 
in how editorial staff intervened on reviews. Okay. And the, when they say, oh, uh, uh, content and uh, advertising is two different factions, that's a bunch of hoo-ha. Well, let, let me throw this at you, right? Sedge, let's say that you are Woodworking Magazine. Mm-hmm. And I, Jason Bent, want to write an article for your magazine. Mm-hmm. So I, per, I pitch an idea to you and I want to mm-hmm. do a video on um, the Lamello, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's say I wanted, or I, I don't want to do a video. I want to do an article on the Lamello. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say in the back, and you guys are like, yeah, that's great. Let's do it. Let's say in the background, Lamello is like, hey, we want you to write an article. Okay. We want it to be published in one of the major woodworking magazines. Okay pay me, I'll make it happen. So then woodworking magazine, and I'm not, I'm not using woodworking magazine as a specific. Yeah. 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 Is it a lot easier to hide that kind of stuff in print? Oh, absolutely. It's easy to hide on social media. And I promise you every single day, people are doing it. I've been doing Mm -hmm. this long enough now. And I know the way that people word things to know when something is some sort of sponsorship, they're not disclosing it. It is obvious as, as anything in this world, right? It's like Mm -hmm. getting punched in the face, right? Yep, absolutely. And you see some of these and they're doing it every single day. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to now you're breaking the trust of their audience. But I want to flip this for a second because Sedge, you had made the, 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 the comment about, you know, you want to build that trust and then there's certain people that you don't trust, right? Well, there are channels out there and there are people out there that are doing this for one reason and one reason alone. And that is who is going to pay me. Now I'm not criticizing those individuals. That's their business model, right? They're not doing it for community. They're not doing it to learn or to teach people. They're not doing it um, because they want to be super authentic. They're doing it because I have a platform that companies are paying me for time on. Mm -hmm. And that is their business model. That's fine. Yep. You want that to be your business model, but, but that's that somebody right there. But that's somebody I don't trust. Correct. And, and, you don't. And I'm, yeah. And I'm not faulting them. Go ahead and make the money and right. be um, tool whore. That's fine. But I want the. I, I was talking about looking at their channel. I don't trust. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I won't buy and, and- anything that they recommend whatsoever. But I think that's part of the problem. And that's why we're having this discussion mm-hmm. is that people are doing that. And that is causing the masses to automatically assume that because you are doing a tool video, that you are paid. If you're saying good things about it, you were paid. If you have it in your shop and it's expensive, you're sponsored. You were uh, paid. You didn't okay. buy that yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Now I get it. Yep. And so that's. I feel like that's almost, that's almost destroy. It's destroying the idea behind doing honest content because there are people that are doing it just for money because they're taking the ad spots that people, you know, it's like buying uh, commercials for the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. The Pepsi has nothing to do with the NFL, but they wanted that prime time spot. So they're going to pay big money. Well, there's YouTube channels that are the same thing, right? You know, Joe Blow's YouTube channel with 2 million subscribers is the Super Bowl, right? For a, for a, from a, a business standpoint, I want to get on his videos because it's going to get a lot of views. And some people are going, yeah, absolutely. Pay me the money and I'll, I'll do a video on it. Um, I think there's a definite 
like when I watch uh, videos, cause Ben, you nailed it on the head. Like no one's just going and watching one video and then going, yep, made my decision. Unless it's like one of, you know, a unicorn out there. That's like, I trust everything that Sedge has to say about tools, or I trust everything Jason has to say, or Ben has to say, I just need to know their opinion. And then I'm pulling the trigger. There's people yeah. out there that are like that. They're, they're just they're looking not the for enough. They're looking for enough social proof to to pull the trigger on something that they've already decided to do. Right. But yeah. when they're, you Correct. know, when you're looking at how many videos there are out there, and then looking at all the, the different videos that you're going to watch, it's very obvious when you start digging in and watching those videos which ones are clearly. I find the ones that are sponsored are the least descriptive. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. It's the no, most was... general video you can do because either one, you don't have any experience or not a lot of knowledge, right? Um, you don't want to say a bunch of things that you don't necessarily know or untrue, but the people who are like doing they, that'll go really in depth and talk about all of their experience stuff. Like those are the ones that, Sometimes I feel like, okay, this guy, this guy's I, used it. He knows like, this is his true opinion. That's, that's what I'm getting at. That's authentic. They're, they've used it <clears throat> for sure. I, I think, I think that that only works for so far though, because when you're, yeah. when, when you're looking for, when, when you're in comparative analysis mode, you're already in buying mode, right? Like you are already, you're ready to buy. And I, I don't think that, a genuine video. I think, I think genuine videos are great for research. I think genuine videos are good for pointing you in a, in a right direction because those, those are the authentic end users. They're talking about their actual experience. They're not there to convince anybody, anything. They're just there to share. And that's it. Whereas when you are, are talking about um, a paid reviewer or, or just a reviewer in general, they are going to be, uh, and, and I say this loosely, um, they are going to be more descriptive and objective about what the machine does. Because if I watch a video on, on a motorcycle and someone just says, Oh, it's good. That doesn't do for anything for me. If I'm in a buying, if I'm in a purchasing mindset, that does nothing, nothing for me. I already know it's good. I'm, I'm looking for reasons to that, that could eventually lead me to having uh, buyer's remorse when I'm looking at these really descriptive videos, I'm looking for like this one little nig that is going to be like, you know what? That one thing just kind of bugs me. I don't, I don't think that I'm going to do it because of that one thing. But if you don't have people that are being descriptive um, in, in the video or, or trying to be as objective as I can in their descriptions, that's not going to convince anyone to buy anything because if that were the case, then all these channels, these, these genuine video channels, they would be getting prompted to, to get paid for their video or they would get paid to make more content. Right. Mm -hmm. And and so I, I don't think that you can have, I, th I think that we need all of those things in, in, in the, um, in the realms of, of what we do to help that. I think that's all a part of a healthy market, but I think that you need paid reviewers. Let, let me ask you guys a question. I'm, this is hypothetical. I'm not really doing this, but, I'm going to do a v comparison video between the saw stop table saw, the Harvey and the Powermatic side by side, three horsepower for each one. 
if that video started off and said this video is sponsored by Squarespace, would that sway your would that sway you on what I was going to say about any one of those brands? No. Would that, okay, Ben. No, not particularly. What if I said the video is sponsored by SawStop? Yes. Yeah. There's there's a bias there. Immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. But even the, the funny thing is about the this is that like most of these videos that you see that are like sponsored, it might, it would have to be just a single tool, right? For, for a company usually, or a line of tools, but you're not going to see that kind of thing on a, on a list video, right? A side-by-side comparison, but the simple fact that immediately people assume that whatever they're talking about is sponsored by that company immediately. Right. Yeah. Well, what if I was talking, what if I was talking about the domino and my video is sponsored by Squarespace, right? Does that make that video more true and more valuable to the audience than rather if I said Vince Woodworking is sponsored by Festool, right? Do you think, do you think if that, if you hid your, your subscriber count, do you think that that would make an impact on how people react to your videos? Uh, react to them. I don't know, but subconsciously, I think it would change how people look at my channel because everybody bases, it would change how they, if they, if they're going to take me serious or not. And this is ridiculous. Like I'm interesting. You brought that up, right? People have this idea that the size of their audience leads to credibility, Right. So if, if I can't see your audience size, do I know that this it, is credible it, or not? Subconsciously, it does. Subconsciously, subconsciously yes. Does. Well, I look at subscriber counts. If, uh, it's like, if oh, it, if it wasn't important, listening? then if it wasn't important to a human psychology perspective, everything on YouTube, and this is for all social media platforms, everything that you see in, in the interface has to do with human psychology, all of it, every single bit of oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. So, you know, the fact that you can see, I mean, obviously you can turn it off because people can do that. You can turn off your subscriber uh, counter on your account, but that is social proof, you know, that, oh, this many people trusted this person enough or, or whatever it was to, to say that they're gonna subscribe. That means that I should trust them too. So it does matter. Now, subconsciously, people, it does. Yes. Well, yeah, but but that's we all operate subconsciously, anyways. I mean, like all of yeah, our yeah, 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 motivations and you know all that stuff. But like, but when with what you're talking about, how, um, you know, so so the people, the people that are trying to find something wrong, are the ones that would say maybe not always. They're the ones that would say. Oh, this video is sponsored by Harvey. He's going to be more inclined to talk good about Harvey. Right? Mm-hmm. Because again, people are looking for a reason to not like what you're doing. Yes. Because right. they they themselves have they they don't like that trust. Now, I I think any good um person with a good head on their shoulders is going to look at that as kind of odd. You know? They may not come in and like leave it like a, a ridiculously mean comment, but they're going to be like, "Wait a minute. You're you're trying to say that you're not being unbiased, even though you're sponsored by these people. And maybe, maybe you're not, you know, depends on what you say in the review and, and how you actually feel. And if, if I came across your channel, Jason, and that was the case, like I, the first video I ever came across was like you 
doing a shootout with all these different tool brands and one of the tool brands you're sponsored by, I'm going to go back on all of your videos. And this is like my, how I would gauge my trust in you and see how many times has he done this? And what has he done with other tool brands? Like, has he done other sponsored videos? And this is like, I would peel back years and see if you were still doing it. Um, I, I think that as a mass, it doesn't matter. It wouldn't matter. If, if you're, if you're talking about the mass group of the population that would watch your videos, they wouldn't care. So now I want to hit on another thing that they had talked about and said, you already alluded to it. And that is the loose licks, loose lips sink ships mentality. So going back to like, you know, being biased and can it be completely truthful? The problem is, is that even if you're being completely truthful, people are going to tell you that you're not being completely truthful. Right. And that's like, that's like anything, you know, the garage door insulation, right? How many people have said that that's so stupid, it does nothing, right? But the vast majority of people like, man, this is really helpful. Thank you. I'm going to add this, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You're never going to win, right? But (laughs) if you are- Marianne actually watched some of that video and she said, should we put some of that on our doors, honey? Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, you can't. You already have it. Um, I thought that was great though. But when you do get into- I'll be honest. I have been in the position. I have been in the scenario where um, I struggled to try to figure out if I was going to do a video, if I wasn't going to do a video, what I was going to say in the video, what I was going to highlight, what I wasn't going to highlight. And it's not that I ever lied in any of my videos to my audience. It's that once you start working with companies, you really have to be careful because if you're doing that for money, That's why I try not to focus on sponsored videos. I do very, very few of them because it ties your hands and can put you in bad situations. And I think that's when you do start to lose that trust. Yeah. So I have an observation. The videos I like, okay, uh, that I watch, and this is going to sound funny, Ben, okay, but... Are you sponsored by Harley Davidson? No. Okay. You really like that EV, don't you? That zero. Oh, I, oh, I love it. Okay. Guess what? What You don't do a, a motorcycle review at all of that motorcycle. But boy, you ride it and you tell of your adventure on it. Mm-hmm. That's what I see. That's the best advertising ever that Harley Davidson could hope for. Because yeah. you're an avid And you need to stop user. doing it because you're not getting paid. You're an avid user who's just jazzed to the max to go cross-country on a motorcycle and talk about it. Guess what? Yeah. You're their best daggone salesman ever. Oh, I know. I know I am. And it's, it's I, I, okay, so here I am talking about Adventures on Zero again. Sorry. Yeah. Well, fanboy. Fan is, uh, can you disclose that Ben is, uh, has sponsored you to talk about his channel? Today on Central, we're sponsored by an electric motorcycle YouTube channel. Oh, we also <laughs> forgot to mention that uh, Ego is the sponsor of tonight's podcast. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> just so happens but to be. But, but you're jazzed to talk about something that you really think is fantastic. Well, yeah, because I'm, I'm incredibly passionate about it. Exactly. That's the best 
review ever. I, you know, it's, it's really hard because, um, you know, how can you, as a, as the, the provider of a family, how can you, how can you turn down money that, and, and we've all seen it from other companies that literally just throw money at people to talk yeah. about their products. How can you, if you're providing for your family, you're trying to put food on the table, you're trying to put clothes on your kids' backs, you're trying to put your kids through school, mm -hmm. how could you not take that opportunity to talk about a tool? Hey, this is Ben, inviting you to join our growing podcast community over on Patreon. As a member of our community, you'll get early and ad-free access to each episode, as well as invites to our monthly group call with the community. Also, you'll be able to participate in the direction of the show by submitting your questions for upcoming episodes, as well as pitching some great product ideas for Hans to read in the mid-roll ad. Use the links in the show notes below and we'll see you on patreon yes you know or or to, to make content and like i think the thing that that i find really challenging is that i i do believe that there is a balancing act with with influencing and creating content and working with brands and stuff like that i, I think that there is a balancing act that you have to do if you really care about your own personal brand mm -hmm. um i mean i think that you can be really really destructive for your own personal brand if you are not careful with this you know, I, I, all three of us know of people that are in this industry that, that do what you're kind of alluding to earlier, Sedge, about just taking money for anything and talking about anything. Like at the end of the day, everything comes back to you. Everything, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, um, I mean, there, 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 there are a lot of really, uh, prolific people and, and popular people and they, they have a massive audience and I can just see it in their content. Same thing as you, Jason. You can just see in their content that they're being they're being dishonest. And, you know, all I do is I just kind of lean back and say, man, this is going to hurt when it comes back. Yeah. And all that, all that I can do, all that you guys can do, all that anyone else can do is just try to do the best that you can and be as honest as you can in your reviews. And I think that it is, it's hard to, to turn things away. And, and Jason, I know that you have, I know that you've turned down really lucrative um, deal yeah. just because you, you were not comfortable with it. And I think that that's a good thing. Um, but at the end of the day, and Sedge, I think it's great that you brought up Harley Davidson. Um, right now, right. If, if Harley Davidson came to me and says, Hey, we like what you do. We want to pay you. There was, there is not a person that subscribes to me. Maybe, the, maybe there'd be a few that would be butthurt about it. But if I, if in the next video I came on and said, Hey, I'm sponsored by Harley Davidson now, no one's going to bat an eye. No. Because they knew how much I already love Harley Davidson to begin with. Mm -hmm. So they, they, they would know that, Oh, well, nothing's really different now. He's just getting paid for something that he Nobody loves. in your current audience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there, there has to be that understanding there. And if, um, the, you know, there's a saying in politics, and I said it before in the podcast if you're explaining, you're losing. Um, and so if, if someone had that perspective, I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I understand that's how you feel, but I would say, I would simply say, okay, well, you're not my audience. Hey, hey Ben, how about this? You know? What if Harley Davidson came up to you and said, Mr. Marshall, we love your video content. We love your passion, your enthusiasm. Would you want to come work for us as an EV motorcycle trainer? I would definitely do that. <laughs> Hello, it happened to me. Yeah. It happened to totally me with Festool. I was an avid user. I had it in my cabinet shop. I was enthusiastic. I loved t teaching, 
telling people about Festool, and that was back in 2004. Um, I got hired in 2007. I just love the brand. I'm passionate about it. I, I understood it. And now I'm a trainer for them. Uh, yeah. You And, and it, it for me, I haven't really truly worked a day since I started 15 years ago because I am still to this day passionate about teaching people how Festool works. So, yeah, am I a... Um, and I've often been called the face of Festool of North America. I've been called a brand ambassador. I've been called this. I am just a tool trainer who loves to teach people about power tools. And yeah, you, 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 you're passionate about it. I, I, and you know what was weird is I, I know that, but I, I was freaking out last night when I got home after training the full day with this new guy, uh, Steve. And, and Marianne goes, are you okay? I go, I think I'm high. And she goes, she goes, what? I go, I think I'm high. I'm really jazzed that I oh, got. Oh, you ate those brownies I left at yes. your house? No, 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 no. They had, no. They had these mushroom thingies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, no, no. There are no, these listen. little pieces of paper on tinfoil and I put them <laughs> on my tongue and there's a purple elephant outside my window now. Like, I don't know. It's, it's this little piece of paper between my teeth. But but you want to know something? It's funny. I've been doing this for over 15 years and I still get super jazzed when I have somebody who is um, actually learning and understanding, comprehending and getting excited with me about learning about Festool. This is a good warm up for uh, come November. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Ready to go four days with me. Absolutely, brother. In a heartbeat. And uh, it's, it's. Jason, you just need to be the intern that like, that like breaks everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, (laughs) but think, but think about it. You got to have passion. And I think that shows and what you do. So here's, I'm going to take this a hundred fold back. When I say genuine, authentic tool reviews or somebody using tools in their shop or teaching a woodworking technique, I get jazzed watching that person because I see how excited they are to impart that information to me, the viewer. Yeah. And you can see it. You, it, it can't be taught. It's, you, can, you can smell, anybody can smell out phony. But I really yeah. dig those people who are daggone genuine and at the same time can make me smile entertain me make me chuckle okay so i just think there's just some people who are just natural in front of that camera and can teach people woodworking uh construction but do you think such that that passion can also make people turn a blind eye to to certain things because they're so passionate about that brand that they're willing not that they're willing but their their judgment is um maybe kind of clouded a little bit. Oh, uh, absolutely. Because um, I'll, I'll use me for an instance. People think I'm over the top sometimes. Um, uh, but I will tell you, Festool pays me. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. And, and, and that's the other thing that can be a problem because people see that and go, oh, he's just a, he, he's paid by Festool. He's not going to give me his honest opinion. 
He's he's being paid to say that, yeah. Yeah, even with your regular job, that's what's crazy about that. That's your freaking job. I know. Like you work for the company. So why would we even think it's gotten to a point now where even people are thinking about that with your job? Like, of course he's gonna say that he works for festival. Well, yeah, it's my freaking job to tell you about these things, my job to train people on them. Exactly. Because I am a subject matter expert in it. If I thought this was trash, I probably wouldn't work here. I, I couldn't, um, I couldn't teach somebody something and yes. Am I a salesperson? Everybody who works at that company is a salesperson. Okay. We are all salespersons. We sell, we manufacture and we sell power tools. Okay. So when someone says, oh, I'm not a salesperson, I go, yeah, yeah, you are. (laughs) Because if we don't sell tools, guess what? None of us have jobs. Right. Yeah. So we all get paid to do that. And uh, um, yeah, I, I couldn't work there if I didn't believe in it. How, and, did, uh, does that sound right? Because, yeah. well, it sounds right in my head because I have a thing where it's called, I can't sell anything I don't believe in. I, I can't lie. It sounds funny. I say that, but I just can't lie. I sleep really well at night. If I, if I have something on my mind, it takes me 30 seconds to get to sleep. Most nights it's 10 seconds when my head hits the pillow. <laughs> Cause guess what? I have a clear conscience. I can't, I don't, I, I don't know. It, it's just tough sometimes because I, I do get it thrown in my face. Oh, you work for the company. Of course you're going to say that. Well, that's so never sometimes change. you'll see me, you'll see me at the trade. So I'll, I'll cover up the Festool brand and go, don't believe me. I work for the company. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> bottom line, me, you've seen me say that Jason, the bottom line at the end of the day, it does not matter what you say or what you do. There's always going to be people out there that have their own opinions. And so like, it's almost like a waste of time, even talking about it, you know, really when you think about it, cause it doesn't matter like what our opinions, what our thoughts and all this other stuff. I like this conversation, but at the end of the day, like you're never going to make everybody happy. There are people oh, out there that legitimately no, watch videos no, and they, they, they hate you because you're doing what you love and they're working a job that they don't like and they're not getting paid as much. And yeah. I'm doing what I absolutely love and I'm making, you know, great money doing it. Right. Yeah, um, but Ben, I, I wanted to circle back to one other thing that you had said, and that's if you're explaining, you're losing. And yeah. I, I've never really thought about it like that. That's another one of those knowledge bombs. But one of the saddest things, and I hate, and I'm guilty of this too, and I really try not to do it anymore, is feeling like you have to say how it's not sponsored. Because like we're having this conversation because it's a problem, which is also the same reason why people are saying, you know, I, I just want to make it clear. I'm not getting paid anything for this. I'm not, said you even did it uh, in this episode with Ego, right? Yep we're all guilty of it because we, we know that there's people out there that are immediately going to assume mm-hmm. that because we are saying something good about something and we have an audience that it is a paid promotion. And I really wish we well, could get it, away it, from that. It, it's well, well you can't cause it's a we federal regulation that you, that you have to say that it's, I don't FCC... have, it's not an SCC, uh, FCC regulation for me to fully disclose that this is in no way, shape or form sponsored. That's what oh, I'm no. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what people are doing because of people out there that look at those videos and they say, Oh, he's saying something good. It's it's sponsored. 
we all as creators feel the need that we need to over explain the fact that this is the truth and I'm being honest and this is not sponsored and I just want to share my opinions. And I hate that. I'm guilty of it. Sedge is guilty of it. Mm-hmm. Ben, I don't, I don't know if, if you've mentioned, uh, said anything, you might've said that in some of your videos, like I'm not paid by this company. Like, no, I, I, I don't we, have to, I've never been paid by a company, but it's, I, I just, I don't like that. Like, I don't like that. That's because that almost, that almost, you know, throws fuel on the fire. You know what I mean? It's like, I just want to say, you know, I'm not getting paid to do this. And this is my, God's honest truth. I'm not earning anything from this. And you know, I wasn't paid for any, for any reason to, uh, to do this video. I'm doing it out of the kindness of my heart. I hate that. I think it would make you more trustworthy if you didn't say that. Because it's mm-hmm. almost like an admittance of guilt when you do that. Yep. It's like you're trying to justify. Um, because how, how could it's you It's almost say like you're trying any... to be- lead them to believe every single time that you're not getting paid, you know? So that, that would that almost be like you going to the comments of, of anyone's videos that, that either says good or bad things. Let's, let's say someone that says something bad about a tool, right? Um, you could easily go in and say, you know, if someone is talking bad about DeWalt, you could go in and say, why are you paid by Ryobi to say that? Yeah. It's the same thing. You could do the exact yep. same thing. Like, oh, well, you're, you're saying that. You're just saying that probably because you're paid by Ryobi. Yeah. And they're going to be like, well, no, I'm not. You're probably sponsored by Milwaukee. <laughs> and, like, and so, again, like, that's why I, I love the adage of if you're explaining, you're losing because it puts you in a defensive posture. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you should do. This is, that's, a, that's a gem for me because I didn't think of it like that. I just want people to know that this is my opinion and not ego's opinion. It it doesn't matter. And Jason, you just said it. People are going to, okay. People come to a video looking for a reason to not like the video because they have, because they don't trust, you know, the internet or whatever it is. So they're looking for a reason to not trust you. The internet. And so, yeah, the internet, their DBs, all of them. All of them, they're all over. The hatred, just everywhere. It's rampant, you know. Um, but look, you got you can trust Hans, okay? Yeah. You can trust Hans all day long. <laughs> you believe me, don't you? He's got Panzerbrats. Um, that's right. Exploding your mouth with all the flavors. Um, but yeah, I, I think that you ha- you just got to let it let that kind of stuff go. Like that is. It's like the nature of the beast, you know. Um, you know, yeah. You, you well, could go and say, it, like, why do they love Nana's uh, banana bread so much? It's like, oh, because Aunt Sheila told you to say that. Is that <laughs> is that what happened? You know. So it's like, come on, man. That's that's all my my backfall is to trust people <laughs> until they give me a reason not to, because. Yeah. You can trust 98, 99% of the people that are in the world. You can trust them that they're, that they're trying to do the right thing. They're trying to be kind to others. It's that very small percentage that kind of leaves a sour taste in everyone's mouth. But Well, yeah. so I think that the thing that we can kind of sum up from all of this is if, you, if you've been paying attention this whole time and every single conversation and every little rabbit hole that we went down, it all came back to trusting the individual. Yes. Right? Yeah. 
Yes. So and, and if, at the end of the day, like Jason, you're not forcing me to, to spend money somewhere. Yeah. You know, like let's not forget that we all have our individual responsibilities in purchasing things. Yeah. But like if someone says, you know, well, I can't trust Bob. I'm like, well, you're still the dumbass that bought it. Like, yeah. So <clears throat> I just think if you build that trust with an audience, you know, and people that are like doing affiliate marketing and affiliate sales, you know, if I, if I do well on affiliate sales, well, it's probably because my audience trusts what I have to say and believes what I have to say, because I put things that I believe in on there. Right. Um, and I've had people that have written me before and there, there's people out there that have literally outfitted their entire shops based on my recommendations. There's people out there that will ask me a question before they, right before they pull the trigger on any tool yep. and they'll buy the tool because it was something that I recommended. That, that's a lot they, of power. That's, that's very powerful. Do they, do they also not make furniture like you do? Right. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. They just like to collect tools and have a show shop. Yeah. Like a, like a lamello. Yeah, right. Yeah. Lamello. I'm going to play with it soon. I promise. The lamello. And maybe I'm talking about my lamello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but going, going back, like for anybody that's listening, right. I was actually super excited to talk about this topic. Um, because I do think it's important, especially somebody who is doing it right. I am doing what we're talking about. I do it on a regular basis. I have some videos coming out in the next few months that are going to match this perfectly. Um, go with, who, go with who you trust, right? Yeah. You can watch a video and you'll know if you trust that person, they've given you no reason to not trust them. Continue to trust that person. If you're watching a video and you know, it's clearly, um, you know, them saying a lot, cause there's a big difference between doing a, a comparison video between brands or between tools of similar that are similar in nature and also the unboxing or introduction style video. There's a big difference, right? The stuff that's going to be said is going to be different. The way the information is presented is going to be different. Um, the facts, you know, what some, one video might have some, the other one may not have any. Um, so you just got to kind of feel that out and, and, and go to the people that you trust and not worry about all the other white noise that's going on in the background. You know, yeah, I, I, I could hear, um, you know, Mark, Mark Spagnuolo has been doing this for like 15 years now or 14 years, something like that. Um, and you know, I could hear that in his, in his voice, he just sounded really beleaguered by, you know, and I would be too, if I'd been doing this for that long. And I'm sure that he's at a point where he's kind of just tired of hearing it, you know, the same, oh, the same sure. argument over, over and over. So I, I would feel the exact same way that he does, but, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it can be really exhausting when you're a part of your, your chosen profession is, uh, to convince people and you're not trying to convince them that a product is good or bad. You're trying to convince them of your perspective and that, that, that is exhausting. Um, and it's, it's funny how exhausting it is when the people that are exhausting you is such a small, yes, tiny, yeah. itty bitty yeah. portion of the world. And they're like, they're the, la the, the five people that say something bad and the 7,000 people that said something good, those five people are loud as shit. Yeah. Well, and see, and the thing is with, with the, the dynamics of the internet and YouTube and stuff is that there's think think of your of your channel right as like an actual like channel lock right like a 
um, like the Panama Canal, like a canal, right? Water comes in, the walls go up, it locks the water in. Walls go down, water goes out, new other water comes back in, right? It's the same thing with people that are, that are being exposed to your channel. Like Jason, think about, are you watching the same channels now that you did 10 years ago? Oh. No, like your, your interests change, your perspectives change. And so there's always this revolution of new people coming in, new people staying. And so point is that there's going to be this constant negativity that you're going to experience doing this where people are like, Oh, you're lying. You're being paid. Like, cause those, those are the people they come in for one video and then they're out. You know, never see them again. They will, yeah. They will never see you again. You will never see them again, but that negativity stuck with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's challenging. And like I said, it can be exhausting doing this because that continuously happens. It never goes away. And just like you were saying, Jason, it, it, those negative comments and feedback can sometimes feel louder than the, the positive ones. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's just the nature of the beast, you know, you can't the, really the get last, away from it. I think the they should thing, get bent. Yeah. The last thing that I want to say is, you know, just watch every one of my tool videos, buy from my links in the video description. <laughs> Use all and, my affiliate links. Hey, if, if there's any brands out there that are looking to sponsor some people, uh, hit me up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But trust everyone. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh. I hope this. Anyways. I hope this helps. Yeah, we hope this helps, man. I know I marked off every single thing that I wrote down on this, on this uh, list here. Not bad. I liked that. That was a good topic. Yeah, it was a good one. We touched on it. We touched on it on another episode, I think. When how do you buy your tools? I think we actually talked about this a little bit. A little bit. In episode 48, we're going to talk about uh, plagiarism and stealing from other people's podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) The topic, you got it from another podcast. Oh. (laughs) Wow, that went right over my head. Mm. Okay. Are we going to do, where's Hans? Let's close this one out. This is a long one. Hi, guys. It's me, Hans. Jason. Have you brought us any internet hatreds? Uh, I have, Hans. Does anybody else? Um, no, you're the, you're the only one that is hated out of all of us. Mm. All right. <laughs> okay. So I got a few. I actually was answering YouTube comments today, so they're all right here ready for me to go. This one is on my 10 tools that you should own. Oh, my. Dude, you just need to delete that one, man. It's, it's just like a... No, it's it like barely a ever gets now. any views anymore. It's, it's been at like 1.2 million views for like a year. Yeah. It's like a couple of views every few days. All right. He says, he uses these 10 tools daily. I've hardly ever needed a right angle drill and you don't need to clamp boards with a miter saw. Save your money. <laughs> Clearly he didn't look at the date for the video. This is on it's almost my... four years old. <laughs> This is on my uh, wall video. This person states, okay, I understand that you wanted to have a place to hang stuff onto, also for sound, but the other door is all open. Shrug emoji, laughing emoji, crying laughing emoji. 
your sound will go out the other door exclamation point oh my god um db here's one on my scribe video (laughs) don't tell me that's festool masking tape oh my god i'm assuming he charges by the minute to afford those tools oh my god this one i don't you this one i don't think it's on the bloom undermount door slide video i don't think it's i think it's a joke maybe he listens to the podcast i'm going to read it as it's a negative comment though not to nitpick but i will 412 millimeters is closer to 16 and a quarter 16 inches is closer to 406 millimeters otherwise i appreciated the video winky face he he definitely went and got his tape measure before he wrote that comment yeah (laughs) i'm I'm pretty sure that he was just he probably wanted to get it read on here well there you go sir signed ed mancini yeah (laughs) um i'm trying to see if i have any any others that were good i think that's i think that's it i'll I'll answer a bunch more comments so i can weed out all the weed out all the good ones so i can just focus on the crap (laughs) (laughs) yes Uh, guys i would appreciate it if you would stop leaving me nice comments because it really makes (laughs) crappy ones it's really hard to i can't filter those out you know come on everybody out there start being negative no more positive uh, I do have one more. I don't know what he was saying on this. Um, I actually have two. Um, don't spin a board on a moving saw like that. It is dangerous. I don't know what he was talking about because that was on my cutting board video. <laughs> don't Jesus. spin a board on a moving saw like that. It is dangerous. And he did go, um... Really? <laughs> That's why he did that. That's yeah, why he did that, I like, thought. What the fuck is he doing? How's he doing? <laughs> All right. One more. I'm sorry. One more. I've, I've been slacking with uh, Get Bent lately. So this is on my determining cabinet drawer spacing. This person states, sorry, but that's a lot of waste of space. I start with smallest and biggest space I need and then optimize the storage area. I give half inch between between drawers. I, I like how you don't you don't like try to read it correctly. You just read it no, how I read it exactly the way they write it. <laughs> mm-hmm. What mean you saw blade and table? <laughs> what? Man, I've really got to go back and answer some of these. I'm I'm way behind. Anyway, good times. Oh my god! Thank you, Hans. Thanks, Hans. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for giving us your attention on yet another episode of the Green Suiters Podcast. If you want to find out more about each one of us, you can go look in the show notes. I've got us linked to our Instagram and YouTube channels. If you want to win that Sedgley. As you're listening to this, as soon as you're done listening to this, you need to go and enter the chance to win. Essentially, this is the last chance you're ever going to get one, ever. They're closing down after this. Ever. Yep. 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 I'm going to stop traveling after this. They, they saw a really big promise with Patrick's mouse pads, and they're diving head into that. Yep. They're not even going to branch out anymore. Just I hear pads. they're prototyping a leather thong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it, that's what they're called. They're no longer leather by dragonfly. It's just songs by Patrick. 
What do you? Pouches by Patrick. No, thongs. Thongs by Patrick. Thong, yeah. Dong thongs. They're going to call it the dongly. And it's just Patrick in a, in a leather clad bikini. Patrick modeling. Dongly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That was great. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs> later. Bye bye.